0: Hey, you guys, you're going to want to listen all the way through to this episode because we are going to talk about how much we loved seeing Madonna live on her celebration tour. You're
1: also going to find out who my celebrity doppelganger is. And guess what? It's not Beyonce.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. And we'll take, uh, we'll take one of the Ooh. best songs of all time and completely wreck the video for you. Yeah. We apologize in advance. Yeah, we do. Enjoy the show. <laughs> '90s
0: now with Kelly Alexander and Sharon Highland.
2: Well, hey, look—it's
0: you, Kel, you Adam, and me, Sharon. <laughs> yeah, looking good, everybody. <laughs> Back at you, bro. <laughs> Welcome to Sports Desk. <laughs> Ah, just kidding. It's 90s now, and thank you very much. We got some new sounds that are a bit of a combination of old sounds for uh, Noel Gallagher and slightly less plugged-in sounds at the same time. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll tell you which um, acting superstar has commented on the state of the business that she's been in over the last six decades. Whew. Yeah, Obviously, if we wanted to get commentary, it would be from this woman. Also, Kelly's trivia will be the life-affirming experience you've come to fear. fear, Not fear. No, uh, I mean appreciate. (laughs) Appreciate. Yeah. And along with your 90s rewind, that'll bring us right back to the beginning of 1993. Um, I think we got some spicy info in there too, so we'll get to that. But you know what? Speaking of spicy, the two shows that Madonna promised to Montreal were delivered this yes. past weekend. So let's start there. Did you guys see Madonna
2: live? I did. Cal,
1: I got eleventh hour tickets and managed I to know. go. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
2: You you went on uh on the, the first date or the second date? Thursday. Kel? The first yeah, the one. First day, all right, yeah. so we were at the same show. Yeah, I was at I the second her, one. You you went all. You, that's true. You were going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it a ten out of ten. Easily,
0: fifteen out of ten. Yeah, yeah. You know what? There's it's. It's just I took that I was for myself. I made sure that I was uh, mindful to take a couple of days and just like be Madonna focused. Right. So day of show. Listening to Madonna all day. I mean, it's regular that I would listen to her, but I was in. And then day after show, same thing. Because there were a couple of elements within the show Mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with her Mm -hmm. that bugged me. Okay. (laughs) The person beside me. (laughs) But I tried to... I didn't want to give that energy to that, so I just focused on the show. And the more I think about it, the more it sinks in. Man, oh, man. Kelly, you're right with a 15 on 10, that's for sure. Now, was this... Uh, The first or have you seen Madonna before
1: this is my first time and I knew it was going to be good but then it literally like I said it on the air I did a whole topic about it when I was on the air on the weekend about uh, my topic was actually to all my listeners was what show have you gone to that completely, you know, exceeded your expectations. And for me, it was that one. Like, I knew it was going to be good, but it was, like, next level bananas. And I yeah. didn't expect to be... I don't know how to explain this. I knew it would be good. I didn't expect to be as moved as I was.
0: hmm
2: How about you, Adam? Was this your first time or you've seen her before? It was my first time. I feel like my expectations might have been a bit low because oh, she was 65. Ah, um, interesting. But because my expectations were low... I ended up having an amazing time. I was—I'll uh, use the word flabbergasted. The production value to the show was amazing. No, yeah, I feel like the production was so great. Maybe it was—it per- w- it was on purpose to you know distract us from the fact that Madonna's sixty-five. She's not dancing like she used to dance. There was a lot of lip sync going on, but it didn't matter because it all looked and sounded. Great, Yeah, I agree. So I, I had an amazing time. I had a few uh, glasses of uh, gin tonic. I had a bit of wine before the show. I was in party mode. Nice. Uh, great, great, great Thursday night.
0: Now, for me, this was my third time. So I saw her for the Who's That Girl tour. I think it was 1987. And then I saw her for the Blonde Ambition tour, which was at the Olympic Stadium, which is regretful just because the Olympic Stadium sound there is awful. But it was like, again, just happy to be there and, and be witness to it. And then so for this stage of my life, there's been Madonna music for every turn from the very first album to now there's music that matches whatever is going on in my life. So, And I know that that's the same for a lot of people. And so I'm just speaking on behalf of myself. I just felt like I just was in it. I love the story. There were, I don't think there was anything super surprising about what she said as far as her story goes. So it was just nice to hear her tell it, whether she was actually speaking, or singing, or dancing, or all of them. I found her so grateful, which I love. Um, And I imagine, you know, that facing your own mortality just a few months earlier will put you in a really grateful position. But I think even just looking back on her forty-year career, she was just she. The the first thing she said when she spoke at our show was "Thank you very much for the last forty years."
1: Oh, amazing!
0: And she readdressed a couple of times throughout the night. Just, just amazing. She talked to the crowd. Did she ask you guys uh, what Putin was? No, because she asked us on Saturday, and somebody in the crowd like right to the, you know, to her left off of one of those uh, offshoot parts of the stage, somebody answered her and she was just really, you know how we've seen her sort of be like Madonna, right? Like she can do and say whatever she wants. So she's, I've seen her with tone, mm-hmm. c- you know, kind of like bleep I'm Madonna kind of tone. But she was like, <laughs> oh really? What is, what is poutine? And uh, oh, she goes, oh, fries and cheese and gravy. And she says, it's a good thing I don't live here then because I'd be eating that all the time. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you know, because it's it's I mean, it's just one of those things. I think that it's a proud Canadian moment to hear, you know, somebody learn what poutine is <laughs> and then admit that they would love that, mm-hmm. especially her who's so fit focused. And so, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, body is a temple. You can tell that she's really treated herself well and and put herself in a in a healthy spot to be able to put on shows for 40 years, you know, mm-hmm. There was, I mean, that's, that's one little thing of, of conversation. She referred to, um, she said she loved coming to Montreal because it's, that is her motherland. She said, did she say that to you guys? She did say yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, and why wouldn't you say that twice? You know, she's obviously making connections with her past and she made a connection with her mother because her mother was French Canadian. Um, so I think that a, a performer like that for me, she could have just put on a show. You know what I mean, like, and just said thank you and kept going. But I, f- I found her to be super present, and I really appreciated that because it really hit me in the feels.
1: Yeah, I uh, would say about the, um, the, sh- the talking, and I was very, very impressed how integrating her children into the show yeah. did not seem like a here's my kid talent show. Like, right. th- they were all amazingly talented, like bananas talented. So mm-hmm. I had no problem seeing them do their thing. And I just thought she integrated them so well, like Mariah Carey did also. Like it was just, yeah. it was so well done. And then um, I want to give a shout out to Madonna and her team for the concept of the stage because she oh, hit all yeah. four quadrants. Like every yeah. element of the bell center was able to see her at some yep. point. There was no bad seat. Even if you were in the nosebleeds, she got up on that riser and was like flying around, you know. So. And
0: that was a cool riser too, because it was... it. it it sort of put her in a spot where she was um she was getting to you but she was in what she was doing like that live to tell montage of the photos of people that have have passed mm-hmm. a tribute to the people that had aids i thought that was so moving and i think it 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 was probably the highlight for me for mm-hmm. the show i cried during so that good. part god it's so powerful yeah yeah when she she addressed that Um, in reference to the number of years that she's been doing it, she talked about and, you know, played, like, wove, uh, there was music woven in by Prince, uh, Michael Jackson. She referred to George Michael as all her contemporaries in Whitney Houston. And she said, and they're all gone. Mm. So that was a whole new level of appreciation for me, for her, to kind of be the one still standing but what a an interesting position to be in and and potentially professionally creatively lonely
1: right Mm -hmm.
0: you know like she's this is it she's it
1: yeah yeah and also pretty incredible I also because like we all like we all know what she's done but when they did that montage I think it was the second one where it was just so many flashes of all her different looks yeah. Like, it was just, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, she did that, too. Oh, my gosh, she did that, too. Because you forget. Especially because in the last, let's say, 10 years or so, she's been putting out music, but it's not, like, they haven't been all hit songs. They're not They're right. not ones that, like, sit there with you, like Vogue or, you know, uh, music or whatever. So yeah. when she flashed all that, I was like, oh, my God, like, oh, my God, she did all this. Like, she did all this. Like, and, mm-hmm. and so distinct like all the looks so distinct from one another the tone like even like the ray of light album is so different from bedtime stories you know like yeah it was just crazy and i went bananas when she did vogue and bedtime stories like that she has like dance music like that is yeah dance music it was bananas
0: and that i mean at that point in her career she was already established and i think that if we're looking back in kind of in retrospect we can look to those moments those 90s albums as the ones that were like I'm not going anywhere yeah I'm going to be relevant with every single thing that I do Mm -hmm. and she was like Mm -hmm. she we know this we're not saying anything new she she pushed boundaries uh creatively personally uh socially and so I think that you know the the big bad dirty word of being a pop star I think we're well past that being a an insult, you mm-hmm. know, like, oh, you're pop or whatever. Yeah. Um, The pop is short for popular. So if you are popular, it means that you're doing something that people appreciate. So mm-hmm. if she's the queen of that, go get it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, uh, it was like, uh, I couldn't believe the um, sense of like euphoria I had after the concert was over. Like I couldn't calm down for a while, which is Cause I can literally go from karate class to bed in 20 minutes. Like it's not wow. like, <laughs> cause I always laugh when people are like, cause even my better half, like for whatever, you know, she will be like, I need like an hour to just chill. I'm like, nope, like shower and I'm out. Like I can, and nice. I can do that in all things. Like doesn't matter all things. I'm out, but I actually could not after that. I just kept flashing in my brain just how intelligent she is and like her team and just, I, and there was even things like we missed. Like I would have, I wish I could have gone to the Saturday show because I knew like there was things that were popping up that I saw like the the tail end of it because I yeah. was focusing on her, but then boop, here comes like something else that was happening that I didn't see until it was already happening. <laughs> and so I would totally see that show like 10 times.
0: For me, at, at this stage of the game, um, technologically, like Elton John wrapped up his tour and you could see the final show and you can still watch that now. I think that everybody should be doing that. Yeah. I recognize that it's an expense, mm-hmm. but I think if... Uh, if it's something that the artist, you know, invests in, the return on that is, I think, life-setting. Sort of like the artist, you know, getting the return on the merch. That's kind of where they, they make some money, right? Yeah. I think it it's a no-brainer. I think, you know, with Taylor Swift's uh, big screen thing, with Beyonce doing it, these are, you want to see them. And I think that Madonna would, that would, you know, potentially break... The platform (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: and and one other thing I noticed too and I don't know if you guys saw this but like on Facebook after or social media after specifically Facebook though I would say at least in my network of things um, it was interesting to see how many comments from people that I know that went to the concert or whatever and it was just like she is their musical experience for life you know what I mean and like they're with her and they're in it and I only saw one 1.5 bad comments one was from uh, uh, one of my listeners that, that you know, put something on Facebook, and he was like, I can't understand why you like that concert. She's derailed. Like, you should have seen the girly show. And, like, and I think he was intoning her Had age. he seen the show? Sorry?
0: Had he seen Apparently, this Apparently, he'd show? seen
1: the show. So I don't know if he'd seen it in Montreal or somewhere else. But I was like, you're bananas. And then another woman was like, she didn't do my song,
0: so I'm sad. Like... <laughs> Yeah. And I think for me, there's like 10 songs she didn't do that I wanted her to yeah. do, you know, but um I think that's why I listened to the music before mm-hmm. and I listened to it the next day so that even if she didn't do it, I can remember maybe a show seeing her that she did or in my mind, I'm like, she did it, you know, at least in one point of my life, she sang this song, you yeah. know, yeah. And
2: her set was two hours and 15 minutes. It's not like she was lazy and she did an hour and 15 minute show. Two hours and 15 minutes is more than reasonable.
0: And it's something for everybody. If you are celebrating, which she was, a celebration tour, 40 years, you can't just focus on the people that are my age or Kelly's age or Adam's age. You have to hit everybody. And she did.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Which and was I interesting, that was too. I don't think she did. I don't remember hearing it, but it was, again, it was like a it was a a freight train of action coming at us. I don't think she did her song celebration, right? I didn't hear it. Did you? At the end. Oh, she did it? Okay. And it
0: was sort of like a, I wish she had done it because I was like, this is how it's ending. Yeah, that's what I but thought. Was, Me too. It was like a, um, like a fade out of it. Oh, okay. 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 So, so there was answer. a couple of instances of that, too, that I wished... I mean, like if we're nitpicking, I wish there was longer stretches in that. You know what? I wish she could have done a five hour show because maybe then she would have (laughs) done every single thing, but she would have been exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If I could recommend anything for as an experience, though, Mm -hmm. if you have not listened to her first album, start to finish. Do it. I think it's 42 minutes long. Do it. Do it in order. And you will not regret it. This is one of those things. You look back on an artist that has had this many albums and this many hits, and you think, oh, I'll just listen to the hits, you know, or that whole album is perfection. Yeah. So even then you knew, like, okay, we're in. Mm-hmm. I highly advise that experience. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. <sighs> oh, so good. <laughs> we could just do the whole... uh Show on Madonna, yeah. I I
2: think we enjoyed the show. That's what we need to get (laughs) from all of this. Yeah, Yeah. we had a great time. You're right.
0: Yeah, just amazing. And uh, and also people to just to comment on the people that make negative comments. I think that uh, they just want to say something. Yeah, I think they want to stand out. Yeah, and certainly they're entitled to their opinion. I just think it's wrong. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I will address just because the person that was sitting beside me at our show, Mm -hmm. pretty sure. I am I think she had to have had something before. She had a drink in her hand, but um, I'm thinking gummies or something, because as soon as the show started, <laughs> she thought she was a dancer in, in the show. And I know that sounds a bit cliche. We've heard people describe that situation before, but she, to me, like, I got knocked a couple of times. I wasn't standing the whole time, but I certainly danced at points. But she was pointing at the like pointing at Madonna and like jazz arms, not just jazz hands, <laughs> jazz arms. And she was like <laughs> bent in half and sort of crouching at times. I'm like, what is happening? And that's distracting. I'm trying to love this show, which I did love the show, but I had to block her out, like legit. Yeah. Focus on Madonna. And then at one point, I saw her arm coming, like she was doing a sweeping thing coming at my head. So I put my arm up. Kind of like a vogue stop, and she hit my arm and kept dancing, but I'm like, had I not put my arm up, I was getting clocked, did she ever apologize? never like, uh,
2: yeah she she had she, zero she, idea she was high on something oh yeah, for
0: sure she was high and not that good of a dancer I mean they hence, never are and in their minds insane. she was she was hitting it, but oh my goodness. <laughs> So yeah, that's off my chest. <laughs>
1: yeah. it's funny that you brought that up, Sharon, because I just saw—I didn't get a full chance to listen to the audio, but Jesse J, singer Jesse J,
0: yeah, she
1: was—I think somebody had take—I think she might have posted it on her on her own socials, but it sounded like she was telling the crowd, like, I appreciate that you want to get into the show, but she's like, you know, I think something like drop your voice or something, because she's like, people are here to hear me sing, not you, and I'm like, yeah. And I well, th- and again, for her I'm saying, for saying this, like, that. allegedly, but, like, that's the tone that I seem to get from the quick caption I read. So I think she was just trying to tell people, like, you can sing and have fun, but don't don't mess up other people's experience. Like, and
0: we've talked about that on, on my show. My co-host and I have talked about that because everybody's had that experience of either getting knocked in the head or loud backup singer beside you. <laughs> It's like, you. I think there's the concert etiquette that you just have to be aware that there's other people that are as enthusiastic as you are, Mm -hmm. or they just simply want to hear who they paid to come and see. Yeah. So zip it! (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) Madonna, we are grateful to you if you are listening to us right now, (laughs) or if anybody knows her that's listening, pass it on. Thank her very much. Incredible. Now... How do you segue from an exhilarating experience to a uh, potentially scary one? It's called Kelly's trivia.
2: Nineties. <laughs> <90s. laughs> now trivia. Ping pong. pong.
1: I feel like I should. So I have my trivia questions, but I feel like uh, I should make them easier. Come up like with sorry.
0: Make them easier?
1: No. Well, I, I feel like I should. I should have come up with like a Madonna one just because so badana badana actually i think if i ask this one i'm gonna ask you one and we'll see how quickly i think sharon might know this adam you should too but i'm not sure uh who was the um uh i guess duet partner collaborator on madonna's hit song from 94 95 take a bow sharon go
0: baby face there
1: we are that's that's the Uh one song she didn't do that i was so sad
0: I was, Uh, that's one of the ones that I listened to during the day that I played the role of babyface.
2: Okay. You know what I do before (laughs) shows like this? Before any show? I hate knowing the set list. Yep. Hmm. But like, I I, I didn't know all of Madonna's songs. So I wanted to know the songs and she has so much. I was, I wasn't going to listen to like all her albums for like three months in advance. So I went on Spotify, looked for the set list of the show but always played it on shuffle. Oh, that's smart. Ah. So you never know. I write the concert's ending. Oh, she's going to start with this song. So I had no idea, but at least I could listen to the 25, 30 songs yeah. I knew I was going to hear during the show.
0: Yeah. Smart. So that's, that's my tip. Smart.
2: Take good. it or leave it. Pro tip.
1: Uh, Question number one. Let's go with the, the tough one again to start off art and literature. Name the 1996 David Foster Wallace post-Martin postmodern, I should say, encyclopedic novel, encyclopedic novel, famed for its extensive use
2: of footnotes. Say that again. I don't even know what she just said.
1: By the way, when I give you I don't think
2: she knows what she said either.
1: But when I give you the answer, uh, (laughs) the name of this book or whatever, it should be the name of an like a ska band or something. Ready? Okay. Yes. Name the nineteen ninety six David Foster Wallace postmodern why can I say this word? Encyclopedic. Encyclopedic. Encyclopedic novel famed for its extensive use of
0: footnotes.
2: Clearly, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> I don't have an idea either. Okay. Dune.
1: Oh, that's a nice guess. Um, Infinite Jest.
0: Wow. Infinite Jest. So if you're you know, poking fun, you have to footnote it
1: then? I guess so, yeah. I just (laughs) think that should be the name of a ska band. I think that's great. Nice. I think uh, this might be more down our line here. Hobbies, toys, and games. Which 1998 (laughs) movie saw toy action figures brought to life using military-grade computer
2: chips? Military-grade computer chips? Yeah. Sharon? Go for it, Adam. No, you go. Toy Story. (laughs) No, you go. It's not Toy Story? No. Son of a... Well, because that was way too easy. Well, I thought she was giving us an easy one. Well, there there are no military chips in Toy Story.
1: Which 1998 movie (laughs) saw toy action figures brought to life using military-grade computer chips. So they did this in the movie.
2: Huh. I feel like I should know this. I feel like you should, because you like usually get the too. toy things. Um, Transformers. Oh, good guess. I no. was going to guess that next. That was after 98, though. Uh, so? Small Soldiers. <laughs> small Soldiers?
1: Ah, uh, Nobody even knows that. Nobody saw that movie. Like, I never saw <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. Someone's going to write and go, I know it
1: yeah exactly
0: when i say nobody knows it's just because i don't know
1: yeah (laughs) probably kentucky shane knows that answer yeah what's that probably kentucky shane knows that answer
0: oh probably he's an educator he
1: has to know many things i still can't believe our kentucky shane is retiring he's too young to retire it's crazy
0: I came across, uh, I think it was a financial statement of mine. I cleaned out a drawer the other day. Super fun, by the way.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I can think of a hundred, at least a hundred different things that I would rather do than clean out the junk that I have to clean out in my life. Yeah. And all it really takes is one medium thing that you'd rather do that will get you to not do the thing you have to do. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I cleaned out a drawer. It took a couple of hours. And it's clean now. And I'm happy. It was like the bottomless drawer. And um, <laughs> I found a financial statement that uh, I think it was from 2011 or something <laughs> that said the forecast year of my retirement is 2033. Like, <laughs> oh, my, that's still nine years from now.
2: Keep is up. it still
0: the expected retirement date? I don't even know. I think of retirement every single day, honestly. <laughs> Certainly on Mondays when I'm waking up after a, you know, we- weekends are cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, huh. You, you, the trouble is you start thinking that your weekend life is your actual life life.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, but you have to still work and get paid. So I think of retirement, of what it's going to be like, but I know it's still a ways away. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if nine years, but God,
1: <laughs> I've already haven't. Well, you can't really go to retirement because remember I told you when you leave the radio station, you'll be driving a tractor for our family. So
0: ooh, that'd be fun. Yeah, for me, maybe not you guys,
1: because
0: yeah. <laughs> yours is a legitimate business. And
1: uh, I get a I'd note be like, from my brother, you need to speak to Sharon. Why is she going so crooked
0: up and down the fields? <laughs> I'm into patterns, Alexander (laughs) family. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, you know what? We talked about a superstar before commenting on the state of, um, I guess, the economy of the film industry. And at least partially on how the superhero movies are, you know, quite a bit uh, of the bank that has to do with it. Now, Jodie Foster certainly knows a thing or two when you consider that. Um, she's been in it, in something, for every single decade since the 60s, which How is incredible. How old is she? 61. She's 61, so okay. she did a, what was it, a baby oil commercial, Coppertone commercial, wasn't she the Coppertone baby?
1: Oh, maybe, eh? I think you're right. Was yeah. she the t- Coppertone teenager, though?
0: She might have been. She was a cute, freckly kid in the Bad News Bears. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's a great actress. Anyway, she's she knows the business. She knows... Uh, every angle of it because she's a superstar actor but she's also uh, a director Um, so she's in it and you can find her on tv now which is pretty cool because she's doing that true detective series night country which i don't know the whole true detective thing sort of scares me because i think i'm going to see things i'm not going to be able to unsee so all the (laughs) best to you jodie foster have a good run on TV. <laughs> uh, but what she was talking about as far as superhero movies and as far as the success of Barbie, I thought it was pretty cool that um, she said, and I quote, the progression or bettering of our audiences translates into a kind of new thinking about who our marginalized voices are. In the old days, they saw women as a risk. Not sure why they saw us as a risk, she said, but 50% of the population as a risk? Yeah, because it's a male-dominated business, and they're just looking at job security, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's at least one little fragment of why women are a risk. But uh, according to Jody Foster, whose name is likely on a list of many who agree that Greta Gerwig did such a great job with Barbie that she's taken the edge off that risk, right?
1: 100%.
0: Which is really cool, Because I think what's interesting about the Barbie movie, and I saw it, and I really liked it, was that I've, since then, I saw it like three weeks ago or something. Um, Since seeing it, other people have seen it. And so adult conversations about why people liked or what they liked about the movie (laughs) starts with, have you seen the Barbie movie? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So we're adults. And mm-hmm. it is, I mean, the detail that that movie uh, assumed, I thought was incredible. It paid great respect to uh, the brand, to the doll, to, you know, the experience and how it reached a generation and a gender, really. But the fact that they brought in both genders with the Ken dolls and, and all that, I thought it was amazing. So to have someone like Jodie Foster, who I think is uh, revered For her position within the industry, point to Greta Gerwig and say, good on you for doing this for us is uh, pretty cool.
1: Want to have a laugh?
0: Yes, I do. Always.
1: About 10 years ago, somebody told me that Jodie Foster and I look similar.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Do you? Well, not like separated at birth, but (laughs) like you could be related somehow.
1: Actually, I took it as a great compliment because I'm like, she's pretty hot looking. So I'll I'll go with that. Thanks.
0: And that's what you have to say to people who compliment you like that. You say, are you saying I'm hot? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, you're both blonde. You have the same hair length. Yeah. So I guess if you look from afar. She kicks butt on screen. It's true. You kick butt in the dojo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's a compliment. Uh, Yeah, I would
1: take that as such. Yeah. Yeah, yep. good
2: for you. She's a good-looking lady. Yeah, and I'd, so are you, Kelly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I, I appreciate
1: that. But I, it's funny because I would never. You know how some people like think you're like when you see somebody, you're like, oh, like they look like blah blah blah, like whatever. I never. I don't think I ever sat there and thought like, who do I look like as a celebrity? Like I just didn't. So when this person said it, I was like, wow, like I've never, I've never even thought about it. But it's funny because when you see other people, mm-hmm. you could be like, you know, and it's funny because in our in our studio at work. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Sharon, but, and Adam, but uh, our one of our morning co-hosts, she did a, like a replica of like who we look like, like all the announcers. So she I put haven't up, seen uh, it. Yeah. So she put up like, uh, so Vinny looks like Michael Bublé. Like, okay. yeah. And then um, Charlie, oh my God, who did she say Charlie was? But like Zenga, she put, uh, what's his face? You know, Jackson from American Idol. What's his name? The,
2: Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. Yeah.
0: Good one.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, um, I can see it. And then I think our our Vito V she put as like John Leguizamo. Like
0: Oh Yeah. Cool.
1: And then my favorite was I have to say me because she put um I was the only one in that had a picture with a weapon. Because <laughs>
0: you're a badass. <laughs> Got it.
1: Yeah, so she put me as the character that uh Uma Thurman was, I think. Was it Kill Bill? Like Oh yeah. yeah. So I just, I gave, I had so much like respect for our co host Shannon because she really like pretty much nailed like all the different personalities. Um, and like Lee, she put as, uh, I think his guy was, um, oh my God, I think it's Melissa McCarthy's, not husband in real life, but somebody that she like has played him on screen. Anyways, I'd have to see, but it oh, was. Oh, Mike like, and
0: Molly maybe? Sorry? No, not Mike and Molly.
1: No, not my – it was somebody else, but it was, again, it was like bang on. And I was – she really cool. thought this through. And I was like, it's cool if you sit there and try to come up with your celebrity doppelganger. So
0: That's cool. Yeah. Right on. Um, we talked about some music. I want to give a, a, a bit of attention to um, Noel Gallagher and what he's doing. I think basically in place of simply getting Oasis back together,
2: yeah. simply,
0: <laughs> uh, Noel Gallagher's made an acoustic album. That he says is for the fans. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I'm speaking on behalf of the fans when I say, if you could just get the band back together, we'd be over the moon. Uh, But until then, the acoustic album will have to do. Now, what he says about it is that he's back in studio, not rock, the acoustic stuff. He's doing it for the fans. He says, I've had to take all the electronic equipment out of the studio because I've tried to make an acoustic album three times. And every time I've used the electronics. So it's just acoustic instruments in studio for him. And there's, uh, I think, older Oasis stuff and newer him stuff. His last album was uh council skies, which was from last year just really good he's he can write a melody really well mm-hmm. um and he knows his way around the acoustic instruments that's for sure, so that's something to look forward to but i still will uh i still will say oasis
1: yeah do you One did shot. you get the, did you get this sense when you were reading the article, especially when they were like direct quoting him that he sounded like he couldn't be more bored about doing this acoustic album like It just sounded sounded like it was, I mean, obviously he's happy to
0: do it, but it just sounded more like it was a bother. Like, I need to do this for the fans. (laughs) But need to do this for the fans. If you want to do something for the fans, just do the Oasis thing. Yeah. Just saying. (laughs) But anyways, I think anything that they do, Mm -hmm. even individually, the brothers, Noel and Liam, they're hitting their mark every time. They're very good. Yeah. Agreed. They just want to punch each other. That's okay. It happens. Maybe I should
1: use my Uma Thurman character from Kill Bill to keep them. Maybe (laughs) maybe
0: you should. Uh, One more little uh, hit of music before we get into your 90s rewind. I'll say that uh, the Spice Girls fans celebrated Mel C's birthday uh, just over a week ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mel C is 50. She's not the first Spice Girl to turn 50, but... She happens to be the 50-year-old Spice Girl with the best abs. Yeah. Like, wow. It's true. <laughs> the, like, they're age-defying abs, which is basically, I think, why everybody's shocked <laughs> that she's 50. You're like, what? Anyways, good for her, I guess. <laughs> and she looks...
2: Sounds like you're too, jealous. Like,
1: yeah, uh, I find she looks more beautiful than she did when she was 20. Like, I think because she's mentally more settled in herself cuz she obviously had yeah. a, a rough go with some mental health issues and all that kind of stuff um she just seems very at peace with who she is and the mom that she is and all that kind of stuff and it translates into her physical beauty I think and she's just rocking it and she's if you ever seen some of her DJ sets she's so happy to be there like she's That's so funny. happy to be spinning tunes it's awesome
0: cool um and actually uh Jerry's the uh, I guess the oldest spice yeah. girl Mm -hmm. Spice Dame. Uh, (laughs) She'll be 52 this year, but Victoria Beckham will be uh, the big 5-0 in April, so she's next. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how about this for a 90s rewind that we go back to 1993? Um, And it will feature one of the songs from Madonna that we didn't get to hear in our shows, and it's fine because we can hear it anytime we want. But I thought that uh, one song that made its debut... Around this time in 1993 was a song called That's What Love Can Do by Boy Crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy with a K, by the way, Uh, which is a song that's worth a revisit. Super fun and very 1993, if that means anything. I think all of these songs are worth a a revisit. Like when you think that sort of in the top 20, I've just grabbed a, a handful of songs. One from Arrested Development called Mr. Wendell. Uh, which I think they had, they did a snip of on that uh, Grammy 50th uh, for hip-hop, that 50th anniversary of hip-hop. I think they did that part of that song, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Mary J. Blige was uh, doing her thing with Real Love. When you for think amazing. of the golden uh, age of hip-hop, we were just at the beginning of 1993, but uh, Mary J. was obviously a big player in that. Now, Madonna's Deeper and Deeper was on the charts oh. at that time. Such a good song. I love that song Uh. so much. Um, Bobby Brown was, uh, I think he was in position number seven on the charts with a song called Good Enough.
1: Oh, I thought he was humping around, but that was 92. Yeah.
0: (laughs) He was humping around the year before. And then he found that he was good enough, (laughs) uh, which is fine because Whitney Houston was actually dominating the uh, top spot with I will always love you. Which is exactly how it sounds. I think I sounded it out pretty much note for note.
1: (laughs) It's like she's here.
0: Here's something that might wreck the video experience for you. But it's one of those things that if I've seen it, why should I be alone? If you watch the video for I Will Always Love You, you know, where she's sitting outside. It's winter and she's in a pantsuit and her eyes are closed and they're supposed to open with that boom. and That part? Yeah. Yep. Her eyes are her eyes are supposed to open at the boom, at the beat of the drum, and she's off by half a second. <laughs> she's probably not off. They probably just lined yeah. it up like half a second. Watch, you'll see. Okay. And maybe it's just cuz I'm uh, my attention to detail is just <laughs> so, you know, like I'm super that way.
2: <laughs> I thought you were going to reference that um that other video of that exact moment. But Which other in video You've never it's um it's R rated. Oh my. Um but you know it goes tack and i uh, you know and that that beat when she opens her eyes.
0: Yeah.
2: Um and there was that viral <laughs> video everywhere where it's not a drum playing the poom. It's uh, something else hitting Why on something else. Why are you watching else. these what things, things out a- it was speci- on Facebook. It was not Instagram. I Did thought you get that's what you a special platform that no, it was to you? Eh, no. Is but this a dark anyways, channel that gets lightened up because you paid for eh, it? No, it wasn't. I probably <laughs> a friend of mine sent it to me. Anyways, <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say, and I was surprised you were going to mention that video. Wow, so, I'm surprised um, you did. Well, I did too late. I can't take it. no backseas. I'm <laughs> no now
1: devastated that this video is wrecked for me for life.
2: <laughs> and on two levels, at yeah, the eyes. It's cool. And below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're curious, I'm sure you can find it somewhere on the internet. That's what happens. People get curious and their life yeah. changes. <laughs> I won't tell you what words to write in Google to find it, but I'm sure you Adam, can. Adam, are you it. on
1: OnlyFans? Like what are you watching
2: this? <laughs> <laughs> no. And it's been a while. I've seen this prior to OnlyFans. Whoa. This is where we're parenting now. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Ah. <laughs> We're going to have to cut back your, your internet uh, privileges here, <laughs> mister. First, where's your cell phone? That's enough. How All about, right, I'm out of here. How about you go get Ooh. some fresh air and play outside, okay? <laughs> 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 All right, you guys. Thank you very much for another fun chat. And thanks to everybody who finds us wherever it is that you do. We appreciate it very much. Thank you for listening to 90s Now. Still happening.